Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm your host, John. Do you ever find that full-on tactical maps are a little bit overly detailed for what you need, or that you're looking for something a little bit simpler for a quick scene? Well, in this episode, I'm going to be giving you five tips for creating a possible alternative, the zone map. So, what is a zone map? Well, first of all, let me start by saying that if you need a tactical 5x5-foot or whatever measurement you're using grid map, say you're running a dungeon crawl or a combat in D&D, then that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. However, sometimes you just want something a little simpler or a little bit more zoomed out to give a general impression of location or to allow movement to progress fairly quickly and in a slightly more abstract manner. This is where zone maps come in. In essence, a zone map is effectively a series of marked-off spaces that PCs and NPCs in your game can move between. However, whereas with a more zoomed-in map, each space might be 5 or 10 foot square, in zone maps the areas covered tend to be a little larger. For example, you might have a fight break out in a tavern and decide to use a zone map to keep track of the people involved in this quick-paced, chaotic brawl. You could have the following areas as zones. The bar the staircase, the stables, and the upstairs rooms. Of course, it's up to you how you break down the areas and how much detail you want to get into, as suits the needs of your game. So what are the benefits of using a zone map? Well, there are a few benefits. One, they're pretty easy and quick to create. We'll talk a bit more about this later, which is particularly useful if a combat breaks out in an area or a place that you hadn't considered. It's a lot quicker to create a zone map during a game than it is to create a full tactical map. Two, you don't need a great deal of artistic skill or expensive software to create a zone map. If you've got a copy of paint or some pens and paper, you can easily create a zone map by simply drawing some shapes next to each other. Three, you can draw your zone map on top of a background image or a map that you've grabbed online. Four, it gives the players a sense of what is going on and relative positioning. Running scenes using theatre of the mind can be great, but it can also prove confusing, particularly if lots of combatants are involved, with people having to repeatedly ask for clarification where various PCs and NPCs are located, and this can really slow down the flow of your game. And number five, movement is normally pretty quick and easy to handle in a zone map. When I'm using them, I generally say that people can move from one zone to an adjoining one in their turn, and that is their whole action. Entities in the same zone can interact with each other, whether this be fighting or conversing. So let's get on to our five tips for making a zone map. Number one, keep your shapes simple and clear. Essentially, a zone map is a series of geometric shapes sketched on a piece of paper or the electronic equivalent. Make life easy for yourself by using rectangles, squares and circles. You know, the easier shapes to draw. Also, label your zones with a clear name so that the players know what the zone represents. In addition, you can also note down any effects occurring in the zone. Point number two, which is a bit of an optional one, is that you can use a background image. And as I say, this is an optional step, and a zone map without a background image will work perfectly fine. However, if you want to add a bit more visual impact and flair to your map, consider drawing it over a background image, perhaps a picture of a similar type of location, or even a map that you've grabbed off the internet. As long as it's something that's visually interesting, and that doesn't obscure the zones that you've drawn out, you won't go far wrong. 
Tip number three, think about how much detail and how many shapes you need. After all, the purpose of a zone map is to serve as a quick and easy aid to visualization and positioning. So try not to get too bogged down with drawing too many zones. Once you know what sort of area or structure you're going to map, try and winnow the map down to approximately half a dozen or so zones. Tip number four, consider how your shapes fit together and how the player characters are going to move between zones. As I said earlier, normally I allow PCs and NPCs to use their action to move into an adjacent zone. So have a think about how your zones are going to fit together and whether access is allowed to all adjacent or only some zones. If you wish to make this even clearer, I would suggest having some space between each of your zones or your shapes and then joining them with lines to show the available directions of movement. Sort of like the maps of the old text adventure games back in the 80s and 90s. You can also then note on these connecting lines if there's any potential impediment for movement. So you know if there's like a locked door on one of the lines which potentially bars the entrance, you can write that down. And finally, tip number five, be prepared to make notes and amendments to your map during play. We're trying to convey a relatively fast-paced or abstract overview of an encounter or scene. Things happen and changes will occur to the areas on your map during this. For example, perhaps one of the NPCs fighting in the tavern stable knocks over a lantern and now the area is ablaze and rapidly filling with smoke, applying penalties to anyone making dice rolls in that area. If something does occur that changes the flow of movement or causes some other notable effect in one or more of your zones, don't be overly precious about your map. Just note down the effect in the zones that are particularly affected so that your players will be aware if they move into the burning tavern barn, for example, then they will be at a minus two or whatever you decide penalty should they attack or try and make some sort of perception roll due to the thick, heavy smoke. You could also, in this example, perhaps every turn you roll a dice and if you get a, a one or something, the fire moves onto an adjacent zone and you can track it as it goes across your map. There's an awful lot you can do with zone maps with fairly little effort and, like I say, minimal artistic skill required, but it really can add a lot to your game without requiring a great deal of effort to go into. Now, of course, if you're a whiz with various graphics packages or you've got mad artistic skills, then you can, of course, embellish it and make it look as fancy as you like. But you really don't need to, as long as the map can be used to show which areas you can move into, what the areas are, and any effects that are going on in your game, and you really won't go far wrong. So there we are. That's five tips for creating a zone map for your games and what I think they're useful for and why I use them a lot myself. In fact, I've just finished drafting a zone map of a restaurant that the player characters are going to in my vampire game for a large vampiric gathering in the next session in a few weeks. And you'll have seen that if you're watching the YouTube version of this episode, because I'm going to use it as the background. So what do you think about zone maps? Have you used them in games? Do you prefer tactical maps? Would you ever use a zone map? Have you tried drawing one? If so, and you've got anything to say about it, you can get in touch with us a number of different ways and you might be featured in a future episode. You can send us a voicemail message using either SpeakPipe or Anchor. There's a link in the description of this episode. Or you can send us an email. 
either a text email or you could attach an mp3 or voice file to it and the address to send those to is rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com so until we see you again take care stay safe and whatever you're playing have fun